don't trust these thoughts. Only do the good drugs like Advil and Tylenol and marijuana. What are you watching? Children's programming. If you believe this is a bad idea, then vote no! Okay, and I think that is, uh, that is where we want to be. Welcome aboard to well, children's programming. Yeah, it's episode been, something. It's been a it's been a really long while there, Nick. Patties. Yeah, it has. Uh, what episode are we on? I don't know. I think we'll just. Uh, I think we're on fifty four. Does it matter? Not really. Yeah. I think we should stop doing that because yeah. I don't think anybody really cares at this point. Well, also, like I can't keep track, and then like you look at the podcasts that have been on forever. It's just like yeah. they don't do it anymore. No, nobody, nobody really cares. Um, you think Joe Rogan's talking about episode one thousand two hundred and sixty? Nope. I think all he's really talking about these days is being on horse dewormer, but that's another story. Yeah, it's a, it's a little weird. Yeah, he got he got the COVID and recovered. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw. Yeah. I mean, it's not surprising. He's very very wealthy, but you know, yeah, it is what it is. He did take I'm, the horse dewormer. <laughs> I think that was a little more drawn out than it needed to be. Yeah, I think the uh, the fake news media decided to to make to that pile a little, on him a little, make bit. a little more than it needed to be. So. But yeah, is that Red Dead Redemption for PS3? It is. It is. Are you uh, looking to sell that? Uh, do you have a PS3 on your person? On my person, no. In my building, yes. In your building, as in yeah. the place you live, yes. It's yours, my friend. Enjoy. Cool. Thank you. Yes. We can um, play some Red Dead later. Yeah. I'm um, so I've been making big changes in my life. Have you? Yes. Uh, a lot has changed since we were last on. Not just the eye makeup and the. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. been a new uh, that's been a new thing. Yeah, it seems not just the eye makeup and the dyed hair, but I'm you were you were making reference earlier to what inspired this decision to buy everything. It's not a decision to buy everything; it's actually a decision to sell everything. Okay. What I've come to realize is much like what you came to realize in months past. In life, I don't need you, all this shit. The stuff you own end up owning you. I don't need all this shit, which no. sounds weird after I just asked you for a video game. But yes. But that's different. That's it's entertainment. It's uh, you know, it's minor things like that. You can I have just, a little, like little... I just sold all of my CDs today. I mean, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing because they're not really necessary anymore. Yeah, it felt weird to be in like the record store on the opposite end of the spectrum, like the selling yeah. end as opposed to the buying end. It felt a little bizarre. Like I yeah. didn't really know what to do after I was done. But mm. it was a smart decision in hindsight. You know, I I. It was time to part with that era of my life of the teenager collecting CDs. I don't I don't need them anymore. I haven't probably listened to any of them in years because I just have everything on my on Apple Music. Yeah, there's there's no reason to have them, so I got rid of them, and I was able to put down a down payment on a Gretsch guitar. So that's it's, good. It's I mean, the beautiful. music is what you're going for. So I mean, more power to you. I think exactly. that's great that you're doing the music instead of. You know, keeping all this this trash around. Not saying that your CDs are trash. But, no, I mean they were like, very good. That's why they were valuable to sell. But yeah, like what purpose do they have to exist now? Exactly. You know? I, and I, I honestly, it sounds crazy to me because I've always been a, a staunch proponent of physical media, and I will continue yeah. to be. But I'm starting to consider the same thing with a lot of the DVDs that I own. Like, I mean, you're you're hitting a, a a soft spot there with me selling your your movies but that's obviously your decision to make i mean i listen i i was thinking i'm definitely going to keep all my criterions yes that's essential but a lot of the other ones like why do i have two lovers starring joaquin phoenix on blu-ray 
Like, um, I mean, you purchased it for whatever reason. I per- exactly. I purchased it for whatever reason, but I don't even know what it was anymore. So yeah, if 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 it's not if I'm not doing anything with it right now, what I feel like I should do is sell it and use that money to maybe buy a new camera so I can yeah. make my own projects, mm-hmm. and then after the money starts coming in from that and the I get involved in other things as a result of that, then I can buy them back. Yeah. That's how I figure. So I kept, I've all, what I think I'm going to do is I've always kept the running log of every title that I own, every, every, uh, Mm -hmm. every physical disc that I own. And I'll make a note of that. And if I do decide to sell them, which I'm not a hundred percent set on, but if I do decide to sell them, I will eventually I promise I make a promise to myself that I will eventually buy everything back in one form or another. Yeah, definitely. But I you know, I, I would like a new 4K camera. I would like a new guitar. I would like a better audio setup for my home mm-hmm. studio. I would like these things that are going to advance my my career and my passion more so than the the Getting films was a smart investment when I wasn't going to film school, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because that was my film education, especially the Criterions, which is why I don't want to part with them. But yeah, at I this mean, point, I've kind of had my education. Mm-hmm. I've graduated from film school without having gone to film school, if that makes sense. So yeah. I'm ready to... I've graduated from music school without ever having gone to music school. I'm ready to take the next step and play shows, make my projects, make my own films you know do my own photography do all this do all these art projects and it's you know i don't need my diploma anymore so to speak yeah or i don't maybe diploma isn't the right i don't need my old college textbook so to speak yeah i see where you're coming from like i if you would have told me when i was like 14 or 15 that i would end up selling my entire game collection you know that that's like completely you know bizarre to me yeah because when i was younger i was really 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 into collecting retro games to the mm-hmm. point where it was like you know that was everything i associated myself with right and um you know it just got to a point where i felt no need to have these games anymore because a lot of them are available you know for what for what it's worth on emulator and if i ever wanted to play a certain game you know i could always find it and play it that way Right. So financially also the the market for games is so high right now mm-hmm. that it would be stupid not to sell things at this point in time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's one of those booms that I don't think will happen nearly as much in the future. It it, it it's always a nostalgia like craze when it comes to gaming. Well, games is an interesting one because you have to catch it in that right cycle. Yeah. It's And the other thing with games is that it's unlike it's unlike it's we were just talking before on the on the before the show about Nintendo 64 titles are finally coming to the Switch. Yes. But there isn't like a cross platform like there's no Netflix for video games. No. You know what I mean? There's no Spotify or Apple Music for video games. I mean there is per se. There is for specific systems. Yeah, like you'll be able to go and like I know PlayStation at least it did in the past where you'd be able to buy like the you know big name ps2 or ps3 games on the store mm-hmm. right um nintendo has been really bad at that in the last generation because yeah. they've they've always been known for wanting to resell you like mario 3 eight times for five dollars because they are stupid yeah 
and don't realize that like not everybody's going to be able to pay this over and over and over again. Right. I think that the system that Nintendo should have gone for, like I like that they're doing this online subscription thing now. Mm -hmm. Because then it's kind of like, okay, you're paying a recurring fee, but you're still getting the online service Mm -hmm. that something like the Xbox or the PS, uh, you know, PlayStation would have. But you're still getting like a small library of games that you can play from the past. Yeah. That doesn't solve the problem of like, okay, what happens if there's a game I don't, that is not available there? Like, there's a lot of great classic games that were released, but are so out of print now. And so hard to find that it's like it's like Nintendo doesn't want you to be able to play their systems. Exactly. So like at least in the This past, is one of those things. At least know? up until the PS three, if you had an earlier model, you could still play all the generations games mm-hmm. up until that point. Obviously P- PlayStation got rid of that because of how expensive it was to have a P- PS two in I don't know how that works, but um, Well, it's interesting that you say that because Games are actually probably the one media thing that I have that I'm going to hold on to. Yeah. And I actually want to expand it. I'm looking to get a used PS2 mm-hmm. on, like, Marketplace or something. So if anybody in the, the tri-state area is selling a, a used PS2, contact, uh, this contact this man. Only the fat version. I will not accept the slim version. Oh, you only want the fat version? Yeah. I but mean, it's, it's a tank. It is. It's a reliable beast. Yeah. And I that's that's the part that's more about reliving my youth like you were saying before like it, it like it would be nice to just know that i can play guitar hero 3 on the ps2 yeah. again if i want to and like honestly but, guitar hero is such a common game people tend to even like give away the guitar hero stuff because of how like not how ubiquitous it is in culture yeah no i'm just saying like game stores are known to give away things like that for free because nobody really buys it per se because it's like kind of a pain in the ass to have to keep that around yeah especially if you're getting the whole drum set and guitar mm-hmm. and if you're a DJ gotta hero play, I, of guy. course i gotta play uh soprano's road to respect yes the uh, legendarily awful shout out to video game donkey for, yes uh, reintroducing that into popular culture but there's there's a few things there it's number one it was like i was saying like it's Games are kind of the only one that don't lose their value mm-hmm. quite as much. And then, because there's no Netflix for it. And then the other thing is, I was never a game... I was never a gamer. I was never a video game guy. Yeah. So I just had the stuff that I... I like Guitar Hero. I like mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto. I liked Red Dead. I liked L.A. Noir. You know, that was what I played. Yeah, I, 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 had, a, I had a very odd relationship with, like... For the longest time, I was very, very, very against emulators and streaming and things like that. Mm -hmm. Now I'm getting to a point where it's like, okay, there's going to come a point in time where I'm not going to be able to buy this movie on physical media. There's going to be a time when games are not going to be available physically. It's just, and I kind of welcome that. I think it's a brave new world, and this is kind of me, my way of accepting that and, Mm -hmm. and... you know, moving into the streaming world in a sense. And I understand Nintendo's, like, they have intellectual property. They don't want people bootlegging them, per se. Mm -hmm. Like, when you have emulators and things like that. I understand where they're coming from, but they're so horrible with wanting to give these games for people to play. They have this huge library of games that they have sitting on. Why don't they just put them out there on a service so that people don't have to bootleg them? Yeah. Yeah. Because there was this big thing a few years ago where Nintendo just went out and they basically leveled every ROM website out there. Obviously, it's the internet. They're, not, they're never going to get rid of it completely. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's kind of the thing with MP3s. Like, they had to come up with some sort of unified service 
where people can buy stuff from the past without having to keep things around. Unified services are, are always better, I feel. Yeah. You know, that's just how I think about it. It's like, did you see the news report out of the EU that um, European Parliament has decreed that every phone sold in Europe has to use USB-C as its charging port? Really? So there's no more iPhone using a separate cord. It's universal charging for every phone. I support that. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. And it's, it's a very fast charging cable. It's 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 wonderful. Yeah. I mean, I wish that the, I can't wait for it to come over here. I mean, it never will because no, we're no, the land will. of choice. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah. But I mean, I'm it's a also good law. it's a good I'm, law. Yeah, but I'm also an Apple guy. So yeah. You know. I, I, did you finally get your Mac? I ha- I'm having it delivered. Okay, so I it ha- hasn't it hasn't been received yet. I was going to pick it up, but I just I decided to just custom order it because. You can't get a one terabyte Mac yeah, I was in having, the store. I was having trouble because I wanted to get a 512 gigabyte hard drive, but they only sell the 256. They only sell up to the 256 in store. So That's I disappointing. just I just got it delivered. It should be in, in like two months. And just I, like I got I got everything I needed. I got yeah. the bigger M1, mm-hmm. so I can run a bunch of shit. I got a, a terabyte of memory, so I can store well, all kinds. of It's not of crap. about the M1 being bigger; it's just a more beefy processor, and it's yeah, it's it native can, to Apple, so yeah. it's going to run like perfectly. And I got um I got Logic and Final Cut pre-downloaded. Yeah. So yeah, Final Cut's a really good like if you just want a basic video editor, like even iMovie, just like it's it's great just for for simple things mm-hmm. like that. And I know there's there's like. Editors out there, like I know Casey Neistat is a big proponent of Final Cut Pro. Yeah. Um, just because that's what the Cohen brothers. The Cohen brothers use Final Cut Pro. Yeah. 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 Um, it really comes down to preference. Like, if you're going to work in the industry, obviously you want to learn Avid uh, Media Composer, but Mm -hmm. Media Composer is not available on the M1 right now, so that's why I haven't decided to learn that yet. Which is weird to me because I definitely saw a screenshot of Kevin Smith editing Clerks. Yeah, he probably and it said Avid Media Composer and an Apple sign. Yeah, he probably is using a. uh, Intel processor because mm. I I don't think that Media Composer has come to the uh, huh because I know they come, have it hasn't come to the M1 yet. Apple has this uh, I forget what it's called but there's this. So what you're telling me is Kevin Smith has less money than I do because he couldn't afford the M1. <laughs> if you want to see it that way for your own ego, then be my guest. <laughs> um, but I think they said the M1 support is coming in 2022. So, okay. Um, I do have to learn that at some point because it is the standard, and I would like to put that on my resume that I know how to use. Uh, media composer mm-hmm. um how different could it possibly be i mean i have used it in the past i was very adamant when i was in college to not use it like i remember t- some professors used to tell us okay edit on media composer and send me a screenshot of your of your um of your timeline so i know you're using media composer okay and I, m- me being me i would screenshot the uh the at what do you call it the premiere file that i was using and send that instead so if I lose 10 points, that's fine, because I'm going to use the editor that I'm I'm comfortable with. Right. Because, like, I understand why they do that, because they, they always gave us this speech about how per- Avid editors make more money than Premiere editors. I'm sure it's perfectly true, but Premiere is what I'm, I'm good at. But also, like, the whole thing is ass-backwards, as, as most things in Hollywood, so I'm not surprised that it's ass-backwards, but the the the... What you want should be, can you get the job done? Yeah. How wh- how good is the edit going to be? It shouldn't be about what program you use. Yeah. Like what I mean, it-, it does make sense. I see where they're, co- they're coming from at a more business perspective, because if you have Avid on your resume, you have a better chance of getting like more corporate jobs. Okay. Because it's a common thing. So just say you know how to use Avid and then use Final Cut. But here's the like, thing. Like, 
you're going to be in it. You're going to be in an editing bay at HBO for say HBO uses Avid. Okay. You're not going to know how to use the program that they use, and then they're going to come to you with a problem. Just be like, I'll take it home, man. No, that's I'll not figure how, it that's out. Not how the industry works. Well, <laughs> it may it may with some people, but I, as far as I know, that's not. how I'm the just saying. Works. I'm just saying. As usual, the industry slow to adapt. Yes. I mean, it's not slow to adapt. It's just a program that they've used for decades, and they don't mm-hmm. want to get rid of it. Um, and I think um, DaVinci Resolve is making real good strides with catching up to Avid mm. because it's a free-ish program, hmm. and it has really good um, color correcting tools. Like, remember that job that I was trying to get? Uh, they use DaVinci? They use DaVinci exclusively, and then they have uh, the Creative Cloud for other things. I'm not even really familiar with DaVinci, so I'm going to check that out it's, right now. Um, it's free for, I think, the basic version, and then they have like an expanded version that has like all the gizmos and everything. I think it's like it's like Final Cut. It's a $300 one-time fee. Mm. Um, but I have heard good things about it. I hear the color correction is excellent. Um, I, I played around with it a little bit. It's pretty uh, pretty intuitive. It's pretty similar to, to Premiere. Um, oh, yeah, it does. It looks good. Yeah. I mean, Avid's just, I, I feel like Avid's just intimidating because it's so old school. It's very blocky. It's not very, like, user-friendly, per se. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sure there's people out there who disagree, but, um, you know, I don't want to spend the whole day talking about Avid, but, you know, at some point I do have to try to learn that because it it's important in the mm-hmm. industry. For whatever reason. Because yeah, I know how to use Premiere well enough that, you know, it doesn't bother me that much. Right. Uh, I'm not the best at color correcting. I still need to learn to do that better. But, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But Final cut for the win. Moral of the story is, uh, kids, sell your CDs. Uh, you don't need them anymore. I mean, if you're collecting vinyl. Well, the moral of the story is, if you think you have money lying around in the house, you probably do. Yeah. Like, I'm also, I'm also um, going to eBay my hundreds of Sports Illustrated issues that I got oh, when I'm I was sure a kid. I'm sure you could get some money for, like, a, for a big bulk. Yeah, somebody would pay a big bulk purchase mm-hmm. for that and try to get the, the Cubs winning the World Series or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, and, and bu- just a bunch of other shit that I have that I don't need anymore, like old books. I could make some yeah. money off of that. I could do it because I'm... Here, here, here's the thing. Like, when I move to Nashville... Or, you gotta carry all that shit with you. Yeah, I either have to carry it all with me or I can't bring it with me. Yeah. So why do I even have it if I'm not gonna if it's gonna be six states away? Like if you were able to just like say, Okay, I'm I'm moving out, let me put my clothes in the trunk, I put my two guitars and my few equ- pieces of equipment in the back and I'm good to go. Yeah. Exactly. That's what and, I would ideally and like. Keep your Mustang in tow. Yeah. If you want. Yeah. So that's another thing I'm considering is selling both cars and buying a V8 Mustang. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, that, I don't know. Is that a good, like, cross-country car? Not that it'll matter, but. Yeah, I mean, no, but mm. gas-wise, no, but fun-wise, yes. Yeah. It fits into the image I'm trying to project, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Did you happen to catch that, uh, that any of that 500 greatest songs list we were talking about the other day? I glanced at it yeah so i want you to walk through with me some of the the highlights or should we say low lights because i know you're very i'm a i'm not very versed in it i just saw it and i thought it was a little odd i saw the fantano video about it so it, it was in my head okay well um, what, what, why don't you pull up the the yeah, list let's pull up the let's see if we can find a, a you know a list version because i hate the uh what do you call it I hate when they, they make lists and they put them in that, like, you have to scroll down to get the yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, because Rolling Stone does that a lot. Yeah. And then there's, like, an ad in between every, like, tenth song. I have a bunch of Rolling Stone magazines I could probably 
ship off to. Yeah. Do you have the uh, the one with the Boston bomber on it? I don't think I have that. Because I remember that was really controversial at the time. I have the one of um Billy Joe right when he got out of rehab. Yeah. I have that one. Um. We want an updated list. We want a PDF. Yeah. I have the Seth Rogen issue where he has a fly on his face. Yeah, this is the old version. Okay. John Lennon's Imagine went from 3 to 17, which was a little concerning. A little concerning that it went so low? Yeah. Maybe well, sp- I'm sure there's a Spotify playlist of all this. Let's see. Let me check. Okay, some... No. Okay, yeah, some some hero did make a very, did make a top uh, list on here. Okay. All right, so let's go through the top. We'll go through the top ones, and you tell me if you object. Okay. Number one, I am the music expert on the show. Number one was Aretha Franklin's Respect. Okay, fine. It it replaced uh, Bob Dylan's Like a Rolling Stone, which is no longer actually it's still on the list. So number two was Fight the Power by Public Enemy. Way too high. I think Public Enemy wouldn't even put that song that high. No. A lot of people. I'm not. I'm not agreeing with this statement, but I think a lot of people were complaining that there was a lot of um, wokeness in this list. Oh, there was a so, lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, num- I I bet there was a a lot of that going on. Number three is Sam Cooke's uh, "A Change Is Gonna Come." Never heard of it. So okay, fine. Like a Rolling Stone is number four. Smells like Teen Spirit is number five. That's concerning. Should be higher. Should be higher. Yeah. Really? It's arguably top three. I mean, it changed everything when really? it came. It changed. All right. I, this it, is why you're the music guy. I'm it not... changed everything when it rock today. Rock bands today still sound like Nirvana. All right, fair enough. I don't know music, so you you know you're you're better off at this. So you know, we got what's going on by Marvin Gaye was number six. Okay. This was the controversial one. Strawberry Fields Forever was number seven. Terrible choice. It's not even the best Beatles song. So it's we'll... not even the best song on Magical Mystery Tour. Yeah. It's it's a terrible selection. I am the walrus much? I am the walrus. All you need is love is on that album. I am the walrus is on that album. I almost never hear Strawberry Fields mentioned in any Beatles list. The only, honestly, it's, I mean, it's a great song. What Beatles song is not great? But... Um, Revolution 9. Rev- <laughs> but here, here, the only reason Strawberry Fields Forever is significant is because... They did a really interesting thing with the editing, with the music edit. Oh, what, what we got? Gotcha. The the only reason Strawberry Fields Forever is high is even needs to be talked about is because of some interesting things they did with the editing, where John liked two different takes of the song, and he wanted to find a way to stitch them together. But the problem was that they were at different tempos. So what what George Martin, their Beatles producer, did was like a genius move for the time. He basically slowed down the tape on one of them so that it matched up in key and in time. Mm -hmm. And you can hear it change. Like when you listen to the song, you can hear it change because he's, let me take you down because I'm going to like you can hear it bottom out kind of. And it's. It's really cool as an effect in the song because it's like this descent into madness and hallucination. But that said, that's the only reason it's anything significant. Yeah, it's not... Like, I I honestly, I don't hear it very often when they mention Beatles songs. No, it's it's not... It's a little confusing. Yeah, so 
very high for that one. All right, so next on the list was Misty. So far, that's definitely the most egregious one. Yeah, I mean, Fight the Power seemed... Uh, I, I like Fight that. the Power is too high, yeah. but the, Strawberry Fields Forever is way too high. Yeah, I agree. Um, next on, what next was Missy Elliott's Get Your Freak On. Love it, love it. Okay. Perfect placement. Um, Next is Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. Would Dreams have been put on this high on the list if it had not been for that meme? That happened during the pandemic? No. No? No, but it does belong there. It's a great song. Okay, number 10, my personal favorite. Hey Ya by Outkast. It should be higher. Should be higher? Phenomenal song. Okay. Um, God Only Knows by the Beach Boys. I love that song. Superstition. Love it. Give Me Shelter, obviously. Way too high. Oh. Excuse me? This is my controversial opinion on the- I don't care what Martin Scorsese says. I'm going to agree with Martin on this one. It's a phenomenal song. Gimme Shelter is a phenomenal song, but it's not the best Rolling Stones track. I'm surprised they, uh... You don't go Satisfaction? Surprised Satisfaction wasn't higher than it. You you don't go on... Because it was number two on the old list. Yeah. You don't go Satis... You don't go 19th Nervous Breakdown? No. You don't go, uh... You don't go Play With Fire? No. You don't go Sympathy for the Devil? Maybe. You know, it's... All of these are better songs, in my opinion. All right, we'll continue on. We have the Kinks' uh, Waterloo Sunset. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a good song by the Kinks, but did it change music like You Really Got Me by the Kinks did? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, we have I Want to Hold Your Hand, the one that should have been in the spot of Strawberry Fields. Oh, yeah, I... Tell you something, da -na -na. I think you'll understand. <laughs> All right, we'll just uh, we'll, we'll go through the uh, the um the notable ones. Okay, we have "Crazy in Love" by Beyonce and Jay Z. Extremely too high. Yes, Jay Z agree. ruins the song. The song that should have been number one, "Bohemian Rhapsody." Of course, the greatest song ever made. Yeah, why is "Bohemian Rhapsody" not in the top twenty? Can it's we talk about 15, that? It's I think. Like we were talking about- It is about in the top 20. It's number 15. Oh, it is? Okay. But it should be in the top five. Yes. I can't think of a song more influential than Bohemian I mean, Rhapsody. I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody smells like- If you want to talk about the songs that changed music forever, Bohemian Rhapsody smells like Teed Spirit, I Want to Hold Your Hand. Like, those are the yeah. three. Um, Purple Rain. Okay. Okay. Imagine. Of course, should have been in the top three where it was before. I think yeah. they changed up the top five, 10 too much. Here's my hot take about Imagine. Okay. Little overrated. Okay, you're entitled John to your opinion. Le John Lennon's best song is Working Class Hero. Your opinion. You're entitled to it. Okay. I disagree, but I respect your opinion. John Lennon's best song is a solo artist, I should say. Okay. John Lennon's best song, I would have to think about, but it's not one of his solo songs. The okay, Beatles okay. number. Fair enough. Uh, the controversial one was number 20, Dancing on My Own by Robin. What? <laughs> that was the controversial one. You know what? Just just move on. I got nothing to say. Got nothing to say? <laughs> That's, All right. Where's Seven Nation Army? Uh, it's number 36, I believe. We want to talk about a song that should be in the top 10. <laughs> Seven Nation <laughs> I Army. I thought it was a little too overrated, to be honest. But <laughs> Who doesn't know it? I know. It's, it's one like... of the most famous songs ever written. Um, so I think I know where the top 100 stops. So I'm just going to just run off a few. Run Away by Kanye West. Great song, should be higher. Born to Run. 
probably should be higher, but no. I have a, I have an aversion to it because my dad loves Bruce Springsteen, and it's cool to not like what your dad likes. Uh, I can't get no satisfaction. Much okay. Here's here's the another controversial spot. Okay, Lords Royals is yeah. ahead of I can't get no satisfaction. Ridiculous. Nothing but a G thing. Great placement for that. Uh, juicy. Also the behind. Biggie also behind song? Royals. The Biggie song. Yes. Way too. Royals is too high. Um. You know we have have some classic. We got Johnny Be Good. Papa's got a brand new bag. Fruity okay. Fruity. You know the classics. The, the, the yeah. The, the classics. typical choices you'd find. Uh, Seven Nation Army is in thirty six, I believe. Where is Boulevard of Broken Dreams on this list? Um. Is it on this list? It better be, or uh, well, I'm smacking guess, some people at Rolling Stone. I guess we'll see if Stone. we can get there. Uh, let's see. Okay, so 36 is Seven Nation Army. Boulevard of Broken Dreams is one of... People don't like to give Green Day the credit they deserve. Boulevard of Broken Dreams is one of the greatest songs written ever in pop history. Yeah, I agree. Billy Joe Armstrong is one of the greatest singers, guitarists, and songwriters of all time. And they have arguably a top 10 rhythm section in the history of rock. I mean, Mike and Trey together, mm -hmm. it doesn't get much better than Trey that. Trey is all you need, really. Yeah. Honestly. Um, okay, so just throw some more out here. We got, is this okay, like, just doing, like, yeah, that's just fine. Going, that's fine. rolling off the list? Yeah, I'm having fun. Um, let's see. All right, all along the watchtower. The Jimi Hendrix version or the Bob Dylan version? The Jimi Hendrix version. Good, good choice, okay. Rolling Stone. I, I don't good think choice. they would have picked the Bob Dylan version. Okay. Um, we have My Girl, The Temptations. Michael Jackson's very, very late in the list. Yeah, Michael Jackson should be higher. He's Billy. Billy Jean is his top song on the list. It's not his best. I think Beat It is his best. Beat It should be higher. I, it's, I think it's on the list somewhere. Okay. Yeah, I wish this was numbered, but I guess you kind of just have to go off of it. Yeah. Um, well, it's just kind of funny to see what songs are ahead of others. Yeah. So, um, they placed Kendrick Lamar's All Right. Just just ahead of Billie Jean, or just behind it. LOL. Um, you know, like... MIA's paper it does. Plane. Here's the thing, like, it does belong there. It does belong on yes. the list somewhere. It is but, probably the most, probably the best album of the last ten years. Yeah, it does belong really high on the list somewhere, but for the people complaining about this list being woke, I'm not saying that I agree with their opinion. I think the people who complain about stuff being too woke need mm -hmm. to go somewhere. <laughs> but um this the Rolling Stone is not doing themselves any favors with some of these placements. Yeah. Let's I mean, just put I, it that way. There it's, was some questionable like It's it's suspect. Yeah. It's suspect. All That's right. all I'll say. They put Paper Planes by MIA ahead of Tiny Dancer. No. Yeah, no. They put Gasolina by Daddy Yankee ahead of Good Vibrations. <laughs> Again, um, suspect. Again, they put good. Vi they put <laughs> Gasolina, Tiny Dancer. They put ahead of what? What did they put it ahead? ahead of Stairway to Heaven? Great song, by the way. <laughs> the band song from Guitar Stores. Yes. Yeah, I love Stairway to Heaven. It's it's we're, we were talking about things that should be in the top five. That's right there. I mean, yeah. everybody knows it. It's been huge for forty years. It's inspired countless memes and pop culture references and all of this shit. Everyone knows it. Every mo The thing is, everyone knows it. Everyone likes it. That's mm -hmm. what's so important about some Bohemian Rhapsody. Everyone knows it. Everyone likes it. 
I didn't. You're gonna find some people that are not. Let go, go back to like the top five for a second. Okay, we got uh, respect, fight the power, change is gonna come like a Rolling Stone and smells like Teen Spirit. You're gonna find people that don't like Bob Dylan. You know, mm. that just don't like, like a Rolling Stone. They're not into the voice. They're not into whatever it is. You're going to find people that don't like Public Enemy. But everybody likes Stairway to Heaven. Everybody likes Bohemian Rhapsody. Everybody likes Bohemian Rhapsody. Everybody likes Smells Like Teen Spirit. Who doesn't like Nirvana? Honestly, I think number one is fine. That's yeah, number five. It's respectable. Res- respect, <laughs> pun intended. Uh, I think Bohemian Rhapsody should have been number two. It's, if I was going to do the top five, yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody, Smells Like Teen Spirit, Stairway to Heaven, Respect, and then five we can talk about. I'd probably put a Beatles song there, but we could definitely have a conversation. I would say... I might go God Only Knows at number five. That song is amazing. I would say Bohemian Rhapsody, Respect, Get No Satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Like a Rolling Stone, because Like a Rolling Stone is probably the most popular. It is, you know, the, probably the most popular song of all time, arguably. Is it, though? One of them. Is it, though? And, hmm. I mean, I do love me some Imagine, so I'm going to keep Imagine number five. I think the original just, list had it fine. Yeah, it's just <laughs> so hard to... Fight the, I just, fight the power, and it's, it's, it seems like it just jumped for... I mean, I get it. It's a great song, but I'm just like, why is... That's the qu- that's the question I would have for, like, the Rolling Stone writers, because it's like, why... I mean, it was a pretty, like, broad way they took the the, the, uh, the survey, I guess. I guess right. they ranked it, like, top 10 or something like that. But how did they decide on those 10, and then, like... It's just, it's very bizarre. It's Our boy Fantano's opinion was that there was no, uh... What do you call it? What's that? What's that? thing he likes death apex twin there was no apex twin on the list there was no apex <laughs> twin on the list um Let, let's keep going let's okay. see, well, see what else well, we can find here's another point to make for i'm gonna get on the woke people's side for a second okay like the woke woke. i'm not people. saying it's a bad thing I'm, i think it's great that it's that no high i'm gonna on the list. i'm gonna i'm gonna back them up for a second and i'm gonna go Go woke, for lack of a better term. I feel weird saying That's this shit. That's a very bad way to put it, but yeah. sure. <laughs> this list is very, uh, this list is very Western-centric. Yes. No Japanese music on the top five. Hundred, five hundred greatest songs. They're all from North America. BTS made the list later on. But okay. why? Yeah, well. <laughs> Nobody cares, though. No Yo-Yo Ma. <laughs> Yo-Yo Ma. No, um, Ravi Shankar. I mean, I haven't read that far ahead. I don't know if they're on the list. No but. classics for the didgeridoo from <laughs> Australia. I mean, if you're gonna go with, if you're gonna go with woke, for lack of a better term, why not go all out? And why not go cross generational? Yeah, you know, like why is the 500 greatest songs? Why is it always rock and pop music? Because like, that's the popular. Mu- that's the popular music. <laughs> but there's so much more out there. Like, where's uh, where's Robert Johnson Crossroads? I'm sure it's in there somewhere. It's probably not. I'd be willing to bet you it's not. All right, let's where's, see. Where's Beethoven's Fifth Symphony? <laughs> let's see if... Dun-dun-dun-dun! Dun-dun-dun-dun! Everybody knows that. Uh, Boulevard of Broken Dreams is not on the list. Yeah, well, they Let's failed. Let's just look for songs, and you can tell me if they're on here. They failed. Boulevard of Broken Dreams not, is all the small things on the list. 
All the small things is not on the list. The list is cornbone. <laughs> <laughs> Number 500 is Kanye West Stronger, by the way. It's Welcome to the Black Parade on the list. Uh, let's see. No, Welcome to the Jungle is... Welcome to the Black Parade is not on the list. The song that's immediately identifiable by a single note is not on the list. <laughs> what else would you like? Um, show me Come As You Are. That's on the list. Okay, okay. I don't know where, but I, I just hate that there's not, right. like a, there's not like a numbered list that's like simple yeah, to look at. Let me see if I can I find one. Is Crossroads on the list? Let's see if Crossroads is on there. Crossroads? If they put the Eric Clapton version, I'm smacking somebody. It is not on the list. It is not on the list. The greatest blues song of all time is not on the list. The list is a joke. Is Aphex Twin on the list? No. Is Death Grips on the list? I don't think so. <laughs> all right. Is the theme from Super Mario Galaxy on the list? I, I don't think so. Is there any John Williams on the list? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> like, I'm being dead ass. Like, if we're talking about the greatest songs of all time, the Imperial March isn't one of those. The Jurassic Park theme isn't one. Dun, da, 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 da. Who doesn't know that? Who doesn't like that? Can somebody That's please... That's a song. This is one of my biggest pet peeves. Why can't they just make a list that you can scroll and look at? Why does it have to be all this... All this sorting through and stuff? Yeah. It's just like when they make their 100 greatest guitarists list and Eric Clapton is number right. two. Let's, let's, it's like, look at it's the a top joke. One, let's just look at the top 100 from top down. We have Bob Dylan's Blowing in the Wind. Uh-huh. Staying Alive is 99. Stay in My Life is 98. Way too low. Wait, is it the old list or the new list? Is I'm a Believer on the list? Yes, it is, is the new list. Is I'm a Believer on the list? No. It's not? No. What the hell is going on? Oh, wait, I'm a Believer by the Monkees is on the list. That's what I was referring to. Oh, okay. I was not referring to the Shrek Smash Mouth cover. All right, I'll, I'll say a song when it seems relevant. Okay. Uh, we got 99 Problems at 96. 99 Problems should be number 99. A what are they doing? A favorite of mine, Oasis is Wonderwall at 95. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. Yes. Yeah. Another controversial choice. 93, Kelly Clarkson, Since You've Been Gone. LOL. I don't know about that one. My Life Would Suck Without You is her Bagnum opus. Hey Jude at 89. Sweet Child of Mine at 88. Too low. LCD Sound System, All of My Friends at 87. Hmm. Hmm. Lots to say. Rolling in the deep at 82. Too high. Uh, Amy Winehouse is back in black at 79. Back in back to black? Whatever its song is called. Yeah, ACDC is back in black. Um, is Taylor Swift You Belong With Me on the list? Let's see. No. It's not? No. This list is a joke. This thing is Tonka Truck. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Yesterday, the most covered song of all time is 72. Yesterday should be in the top five. This is ridiculous. Taylor Swift's All Too Well. Higher on the list than the most covered song of all time. Taylor Swift All Too Well? I don't even know that one. All right. Bridge Over Troubled Water. You Belong With Me is maybe the most famous song of the last 20 years. 
Okay. How is it not in the on the list? I, I don't make the list. You ask these people. Blitzkrieg Bop, the most one of the most influential pop songs or punk songs of all time. Yes. at sixty four. Yeah, should be higher. Jolene by Dolly U2's Parton. U2's one. I hate one. It's trash. You hate one? Yes. Why? It's not a good song. I'm sorry. It's overrated. Now, I love U2. You know me. I'm a white boy from the suburbs. I love me some U2. But... U2 is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> David Bowie's changes at number 200. Mm. But, I mean, we don't have to go through the whole list. I'm just, you know, some of the... Let's see, like, some of the newer stuff that's on the list. Mm-hmm. Bad Romance, Buddy okay. Holly by, by Weezer, uh, Get Lucky by Daft Punk, um, Africa by Toto, of course, should have been number zero. Is there any Weezer on the list? I just told you there was Weezer on the list. There is? Yeah. I must have missed it. Buddy Holly. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant, for some reason, I thought you meant, like, the actual no. Buddy Holly. No, not just Buddy Holly okay. himself. Uh, California Dreamin', um, Enjoy the Silence. Uh, da, 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 da. This list is a meme. Redbone by Childish Gambino. At number what? It, is it, it ahead of yesterday? No. Okay. I don't think so. I was about to snap. These are like the four or five hundreds. Okay. Um. Redbone, you don't go, uh, I love Redbone, but I love that whole album, but you don't go 3,005. Is there any, uh... Fighters in here? Has to be. Oh, Everlong, of course. My favorite song. Yeah. Everlong's great. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. What's another one you think shouldn't be on there that's probably on there? Shouldn't be on there that probably is? How many Billy how many Billy Eilish songs do you think are on the list? Billy Eilish belongs on the list somewhere. I think bad guys in the top one hundred, if I'm not mistaken, or at least two hundred. That's a little high, but yeah. she belongs on there somewhere. Anyway, it's uh. It, is it, Olivia Rodrigo on the list? You know, if you're gonna go, I, I think it's a little too soon for that. If you're gonna try to be current and try to I be know you edgy, were mad at me because I said, "Oh, old, why is Old Town Road on the list?" But I, I guess you, you Old make Town it. Road belongs on the list. I mean, I'm I'm not saying it belongs number one, but some would say it, it does. But okay, some some would just say, but Old Town Road was the literally the biggest. It was the song of its of the year. Of yeah, it was year the it was. it's the most successful pop single of all time in terms of how long it was at number one for. So yeah. that's that's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, we, I don't want to spend the whole show talking about the five hundred greatest songs because I'm not a music guy, so right. it, it's difficult for me. But right, I, but I, I can understand where certain songs don't belong on the list. It's so. it's you know it's Rolling Stone. What do you expect? Yeah. Speaking yeah. of what do you expect, Lucasfilm. Yeah. It's Lucas once Hill? again changing course, Ooh. if the rumors are to be believed. I was uh, I was confused what you were saying. So you're saying they want to strike for so, the Force Awakens trilogy from canon? So, hold on. So I was reading this earlier. Because uh, that, that made me think Star about- Wars sequel trilogy reportedly being erased by Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni. Meaning what? Um... According to according to YouTuber Overlord, okay, maybe I don't believe this anymore. Why would Disney waste all that money promoting a trilogy of films? D- uh, John Favreau and Dave Filoni are rumored to be at the head of the project rebooting the sequel trilogy and striking the J.J. <sighs> Abrams set from canon. I mean, 
they could just focus on a different point in the timeline. They could just stop making Star Wars movies. They could. I mean, that would be the proper way to do it. <laughs> I mean. I gotta say... Here's the thing. If they are going to do this, this is the way to do it. Get the guys who made The Mandalorian, which is easily your most popular Star Wars property right mm -hmm. now. Get them to do it. Well, it's because John Favreau's directing it. Yeah, but... But why? You know, like... Okay, the movies came out and nobody liked them. Fine. Well, everybody liked Force Awakens. Nobody seemed to like the last two. Yeah, well... Which is the opposite of, of the prequel trilogy, because everybody hated the first two and loved the last one. Yeah. It, it's... I don't know, man. I don't have the answer when it comes to Star Wars. All I know is that Force Awakens is just a reboot in and of itself. And then The Last Jedi at least tried to do something. This, this, I'm not going to get too into this, because this whole subject has been talked to death. Yeah, I, I'm not... I, I don't really care to watch The Last Jedi and the whatever, It's been talked to death on called. the internet. It's been talked to death on this show. Yes. When we had... Uh, our good friend John Paul on the show. Yeah, friend we, of the show. Friend of the show, John. Not our good friend, but we know him. Yeah. <laughs> you, know how, you know how But it is. when we had John on the show, we talked this to death. I mean, like, Jesus Christ. Like... Why? Why are we doing this? Why? Why? There's so much money to be made in new properties, and we're going to reboot the Star Wars sequel trilogy? Give me a break. They also have all this money that they can be putting into Disney+, Plus, which is basically just them backlogging all their material. There's the also a rumor that they're going to do a 10, 11, and 12, and they're going to resurrect- That will happen one day. They're going to resurrect Kylo Ren for it. No. This is a rumor that they're going to do it soon. I'm- I think, personally, they need to give it at least five or ten years. Before They're they not going to, though. There's too much I money think, at stake. But I just think that's what they need to do. I agree. And they need to find somebody that's not J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Somebody who actually has ideas of his own. I think the issue is that they had all these plans for this trilogy because they had two separate directors who were supposed to direct the, the eighth and the ninth movie, right? Because I originally, Colin Trevorrow was supposed to direct the last one. And then I think whatever his name was is the one who directed the second one, right? Uh, Ryan. Mm -hmm. Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Ryan Johnson. Did you see that um, George Lucas's ex-wife ranted about the sequel trilogy? Why do I? Why does it matter if it's George Lucas's wife? Well, she was the Oscar-winning editor of the original film. Ah, yes. Yeah, so her his ex-wife, Marsha, she said, It sucks. The storylines are terrible. Just terrible. Awful. Yeah. That was her quote. Um, I'm not a big George Lucas fan, to be honest. She went off on Disney, led by Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams, saying that neither has, quote, a clue about Star Wars. I mean, you, you guys are the one that sold it to Disney, so that's really kind right, of you. Right, kind think. of your fault. Kind of a little, uh, you know, your problem there, bro. <laughs> so. It's... Yeah, I, th I think... The whole thing is not what you want. It's going to take a few years, I think, before they really start wanting to, like, reboot the franchise. I hate that word so much when it comes to film, too. What, reboot? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... It's horrible. Like, I mean, I'm going to be another old man yelling at a tree... Because mm -hmm. I'm going to say that I don't like reboots and I'm remaking things all the time. But, like, the only time I ever really I ever really care about going to the movies or, like, care about a new movie is when it's either made from a famous director who I know 
mm-hmm. or a director that I'm a fan of, or if it comes out during Oscar season, because that's usually when people care. Right. You know, I'm not really into the formulaic thing that the uh, Marvel movies and the Disney mm-hmm. know, method is going through these days. But, you know, it is what it is. I just won't. I just I'm not going to complain about it. I'm just not going to go see them. So it's easy as that. I'm getting afraid because like I'm getting used to now not having to go to the theater to watch things. Because now the industry has finally realized, okay, we can use the pandemic to not have to release movies in theaters, or we can just release them on our streaming service, Mm -hmm. save some of that sweet coin. Yet another reason why it's becoming smarter to just go with the streaming service and be like, I'll figure out the DVD situation later. Like, I was really excited to see the new Sopranos prequel movie, Uh the Many many Saints of Newark. Yep. Starring Joey Diaz. Yeah, starring Joey Diaz. (laughs) uh, A fan of the show. A fan of the show. We wish. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Um, we wish too. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I saying? Okay, so yeah, I was really excited to go see it. And then I'm like, oh, I actually got to go to the theater to see it. Because it's like, honestly, it's just at this point, like, I like being at home when I watch a movie at this point now. So I was very happy that HBO Max is releasing it, like, for a few weeks. So I just pulled up, speaking of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, As if we haven't talked about that enough already. Yes. So... We're the latest. I was just pulling up this thing from the LA Times about um, lots of workers are claiming religious exemptions to COVID vaccination mandates, but it could cost them their job. You have a lot of lawsuits. Yeah, this is like where it gets into a legal gray area. It's like it makes me wonder what's going to happen if people because you can't discriminate based on religious practices. It's, but you also are not, if you're it's not what you want no <laughs> i'll tell you what else is not what you want why does every la why does every newspaper writer journalist have an awful profile picture what the com- fuck is, is going on is that a common trend I, what, this is horrible what is this supposed <laughs> to be it's pixel art it's it's horrible. Sorry, it looks I mean, like I, shit. I don't know. I don't. I'm not these people. So John Healy and Emily Reyes. Your profile pictures are terrible. Okay. I'll redo it for free. My profile picture is excellent. Yes. He'll send you a picture of himself. I yeah. Your <laughs> yeah. And so. it'll say, "Check out the bad ideas on mm. Spotify." Yes. Coming soon. Coming soon. Um, but yeah, I mean, things are getting crazy out there. The more. Mm. The more people are required to get it, the more resistance you're going to have, I feel, which is unfortunate, but it's just true. Mm -hmm. And then, like, if you're religiously exempt from getting a vaccination, then, like, what do you do in that situation? I mean, I think it's the same thing that... What wins out? The religious right or the the business? What is it it a thing that that's also a thing, like, using, like, cups and supporters in, in sports is also, like, religiously exempt or something like that, or... I haven't heard that one, but I do believe that oh, it wait, exists. No, I'm, thinking of that, I'm thinking of that scene from the Bad News Bears where the, <laughs> where the little Spanish kid who doesn't speak any English is like, it's against my religion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but like, where, is that, where does that also apply where people don't have to do certain things because of their religion? Well, go to work on certain holidays? Yeah. I mean, I guess that would be the analog, right? Yeah. It's like, like if you're Jewish, you could take off for Yom Kippur or whatever. But I think at this point... If you're going to have it both ways, people are just going to have to wear masks at work. Yeah, I mean, gonna it's... Keep, you're just going to have to keep it that way, you know? Until but, it gets to the point where it's safe for people who aren't vaccinated to be around, which 
I don't know when that's going to be. I'm not an expert. Right. It's, you know, but if it, it, you know, keep it in between. It's the people that are not going to get vaccinated and then don't want to wear a mask at work to help other people who want to get a vaccination. Well, now that you're going to have to come up with some sort of compromise because you can't, now you can't that, have a, a pissing match over. For now the next that, year now that we're awaiting the FDA approval for vaccines for kids. Yeah. I'm, I would say we're pretty much done at this point. Like, yeah, I mean, I could be wrong, but like once the shit is approved for kids, then like that was the that was the only reason people were still worrying about mask mandates and stuff like that at all yeah. is because you could the kids could get it. And well, once the kids are protected, then there's there's really no Think reason to children. worry about it anymore. Think of the children. Exactly. Think of the children. <laughs> Children's program. Do it for the kids. Yeah. Vaccines for the children. Mm-hmm. The name of this episode. Hopefully. I mean. <laughs> Yes, please. Vaccines for the children. You know, I get people. I understand. But, like, can we just stop having, like, pissing matches at each other over it? No, we can't. I don't want it to be like this. Can't we all just get along? Can we all just come up with some even compromise? We cannot, Matt Dixon. It's it's sad but true. If you're not going to go to work and wear a mask and other people wear masks, then I, I don't really know what to do about it. I mean... You're religiously exempt. I don't think anybody's going to come up with religious exemption for a mask. They might. They might. <laughs> you know. I mean, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm sure people have tried. I'm not going to try to make way. a controversial statement. People can do whatever they want. I mean, at this point, do whatever you need to do. Just try to help your fellow man, man. Yeah. You know, do it. Do it. Do whatever you think is right. Uh oh. I'm uh, only ahead by one run right now in this epic matchup against Joe Leo. Oh, is this. uh? Is there football tonight? No, this is uh baseball. Oh, this is ba- I haven't even paid attention to that. I I'm facing. I hear there was uh, some controversy that you uh, defeated young John Maniscalco the other day, or did he defeat you? No, he defeated me. I narrowly missed the playoffs because of his bum ass. Mm. I'm so sorry that you had to do that to experience that. I'm I playing him this week. Bunch of bullshit. What's with everybody making fun of me over the fact that I drafted a kicker in the first the first three rounds? What's wrong with that? I mean, what what kicker did you get? I'm uh, Justin Tucker, whatever his name is. Is that his name? I mean, it's you shouldn't be drafting a kicker that early. But Why like, not? Why not? You know what? I'm I'm officially siding with you. Like fuck them. You know, who you're, says you're, that I have to draft three running backs in a row because I got to get those points? Yeah, you're just on a different. He's going to get at least eight points every game, so you know it is what it is. <laughs> you're on a different wavelength. I I like it. I got I got to do something to keep. It's the like when you motivated. blew all your money on Patrick Mahomes and exactly. Christian McCaffrey. They need to go back to the other way of drafting. I hate this like, oh, it, go in draft order because then like that's so stupid. Because like who who's to say that this person is deserving of the order next year? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think we should just go back to the, you bet all your money on somebody so I can always get the same quarterback every year and lose. Yeah. That's how it goes. Or I nominate Nathan Peterman and then Tim drafts him by accident. <laughs> well said. That was that was the funniest thing I think I've ever seen happen yeah. in I just, fantasy I just have to football. point out the fact that our good friend Joe Leo has finished in last place two years in a row. Yes. And I love how the person who, who literally runs the league and claims to have... I mean, you know, statistically speaking, the second most knowledge in the in the league. Yes. Obviously behind you. And he finishes in the same level as me who knows nothing about football. And Not- drafts based on pure, you know, gut <laughs> gut instinct. 
I also want to want to make clear: not only is he about to lose, he not only has he lost two years in a row in football, but he is about to lose, be the ultimate loser of the baseball league as well. So where am I placing? I have no idea. I think you're seventh. You're right there with him. Oh yeah, but it's to be expected. But this is me we're talking about. But I mean, like for somebody that prides himself on as much like sports knowledge as he does it's not what you want he he really wants to be mike francesa he really wants to be him (laughs) (laughs) no knocking to joe we love no i love joe too but at a certain point buddy come on joe gives off those very like uh you know new york times under the arm overcoat and uh you know coffee and what going to see the yankee game every friday night you know what i mean giving off those uh those old man vibes LOL. But we love Joe. Shout nah, out to Joe. <laughs> Joe is awesome. Yes. Are PlayStation you, uh, 2 with Need for Speed for sale. Hmm. Need for Speed, the uh, the good one. Whatever it's called, the uh, Underground, I think it's called. That's the one that's always a little expensive. There's Can a we- guitar controller for sale, too. I'm I sure. don't think I'll buy that. I think I'll just play with the controller. Really? For peak meme potential. I- I think I have a PS2 uh, Guitar Hero controller. I was I was saying to you the other day, and I'm going to bring this up live on the air also, we yes. should definitely do, like, children's programming branded Let's Plays of ridiculous PS2 games. Yes. Like, I, I, I know we can't do it because it's a, it's a UK game with the Home Alone that came out 20 years after the movie for the <laughs> PS2. Despite the fact that there was no movie coming out. We have to do um, Big Rigs Racing or whatever it is. It's a PC game, I think. Oh, it is. Over the Road Racing. Yeah. <laughs> we have to do uh, Jackass the Game. Yes. Um, Hit My Ride the Game. <laughs> that, that exists. Yes. I remember when I was a kid, I used to see it in the $20 bin all the time. And I'd be like, I want to get the Pit My Ride game because I love the TV show. But uh, is there an MTV Cribs the video game? Please tell me there is. There's a one of the few A-rated video games is the Playboy Mansion game. <laughs> we have to do that. <laughs> we have to. And uh, Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball is another popular one. <laughs> I love it. This There's, is a great idea. Yeah, we'll just have to get a capture card and uh, get some some cables to. Uh, but we, it's it's doable. Yeah, how we hard have OBS, could it be? We can stream. Uh, someday. I gotta see the Playboy Mansion PS2 game. Yeah. So what happens in it? I don't know. I've never played it, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, A-rated is almost is something you never see, because it's like, they don't, they wouldn't be able to stock it in stores. As you might know, they have the uh, famous uh, hot coffee mod for San Andreas when it came out. Yeah. And they uh, they made it A-rated for a little bit. I've always wanted that as an A-rated copy of uh, of San Andreas, but it's mm-hmm. like one of those unicorn games that you'll never find. The uh, Playboy the Mansion puts players in the role of Hugh Hefner, <laughs> referred to in the game as Hef. The aim of the game is to build the famed Playboy empire from scratch, starting from a humble magazine to celebrity endorsements to home entertainment. It has the option of experiencing the infamous Playboy Playmate parties. Hef, as as well as the other characters in the game, can build three types of relationships with other characters, casual, business, and romantic. Each month, the player has to print out an issue at the magazine. (laughs) Um, 
The game contains many sexual references, including sexual relationships. Mm. I think we need to play this. I think so, too. I remember seeing it in a blockbuster years ago. <laughs> um, I never asked for it, alas. <laughs> so it's not in my collection currently. Um, what, That conversation we were having earlier about, um, what do you call it? How the movie review is dying. Mm-hmm. That we were having earlier. I was very intrigued by that conversation. Yeah. So, so we were talking about that. I've been getting into uh, the trilogy of Ralph. Your movie sucks, and uh, I hate everything. Yeah. Which, by the way, I gotta, I gotta address something with you. You what? have there's some magic thing in the air where you have just the worst timing of when to text me about stuff like that. Why? I'm trying to plow a chick, and you're trying to tell me about. Your movie sucks at IHE. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Why did you just not respond? <laughs> oh, I had to say something. Oh my god. What what point in the message was this? <laughs> can I have a Can I have a So was it the part of me saying, uh, what do you call it? Was this yesterday or today? I don't remember. You don't remember? <laughs> I, I what was, did you do today? I was kidding. I made the thing up. I was about to say. <laughs> is, this, is this how you get your giggles? Yeah. Is this how you get off on things? Yeah. It was funny, was it not? It was funny for a second. Yeah. You had, you had me concerned for a moment. But. No, but all, in all seriousness, um, yeah, I think the review format has a little bit lost its luster for me. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, I, I just... I don't know. I don't really care anymore. I just, I I don't really care what other people think of of different types of media. I just I kind of worry about what I think, and I don't know. It's just it's not. It doesn't have the same feel as it used. To. I feel like like the peak of of that that whole review channel. That that whole review channel era with like. When YMS and Ralph were really popular, like 2015, 2016. I'm was, really late to the party here. Well, I mean, yes and no, because they're still popular. You know what I mean? But, like, I feel like when they were at their peak, it was, like, the perfect moment in time for that. Because it was, like, right when we were smack in the middle of... Peak YouTube. Peak YouTube, but also remake culture was, yeah. like, a huge thing. Like, it, it was when remake culture was strong and when all the remakes were bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we got Terminator Genesis and Suicide Squad and mm-hmm. Batman v Superman and we got it all in like a short period of time of just and Minions and all this these movies that just sucked. And we got them all like in a, a short period. It was the perfect perfect moment in time for those type of channels to to exist. And that doesn't really exist anymore. First of all, there's not a lot of movies coming out period. And theaters, you know, second of all. I think the correction to make would be that I think it's not the movie review section of the review is is the problem, is the fact that the bad movie review. Yeah, the bad movie review is... is, It's becoming a little overdone at this point. Yeah. Like, I enjoy... Like, Ralph doesn't make a lot of, like, good movie reviews, but when he does, I enjoy them. Yeah, I, enjoy, I much prefer those. I enjoy hearing them talk about movies that they actually like. Those are pretty much the only ones of his I still watch. You know, yeah. and he's he's the only one of the three that I was ever actually subscribed to. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I'm very stingy with my subscriptions. <laughs> it's I, very limited. It's very limited. It's like, the, it's like the most wanted list. You just have like maybe 10 or, 10 or 15 in there. I have... Let me see. Because I, I don't have a lot. I think I have like 25. Really? Really. Because you basically use YouTube as like, you know, one of your... It's like television for you. It's like, what, what channels do I subscribe to? What channels do I watch? You know what I mean? Uh, Joe Rogan. Powerful JRE. Um, okay. Okay. A powerful JRE, Punk Rock MBA. That's my favorite YouTube channel. No Jumper's probably in there somewhere. No Jumper is on there. Out of Here Baseball, Marcus Brownlee, Jamari, Flemlo Raps, Children's Programming. Gotta support the team. <laughs> uh, Company Man. Yeah, I like Company Man. He's Pat, good. Pat Finnerty, yeah. Lynn 7X, Fantano, Foolish Baseball, KTO, Doug DeMuro, Bright Sun Films, Chris Fix. The QB School, Big Dog Eat Child, Matt Dixon, Gotta Support the Homies. Thank you. <laughs> Wavy Web Surf, Ralph the Movie Maker, Red Letter Media, Internet Impact, Philip DeFranco, Hard Truth Podcast, my old show. <laughs> um, First We Feast, John Boyce, uh, Weekly Planet, Pittsburgh Dad, Wonder Why, Play by Play, Spaz Attack Official. And fanboy flicks. That's it. Pretty limited. I, I don't really. My subscriptions are pretty varied. Mostly it's uh, what do you call it? Mostly ASMR channels because you know I'm a big proponent of ASMR. Yes, I mean I, I definitely agree. I definitely feel like. Daisuke, of course, it's my favorite ASMR channel. I just realized I'm not even subscribed to Daisuke. Hey, don't don't be disrespectful. You gotta subscribe. I'm not disrespectful. I just like. <laughs> It just occurred to me just now that I I never actually subscribed. Well, I think it was because there's I felt like there was no a lot of people I feel like there's no reason for me to subscribe to because if I want their content, I'm just going to search for it. Like especially someone like Dice Cave would kind of be the perfect example of that because there's not a whole lot of variation with what he puts out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's it's the same thing every time, and it's always great. But like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I if if I search Daisuke Beppu, I know what I'm gonna get, mm -hmm. and I know I'm gonna be the first result is probably gonna be something new that I haven't seen, and it's gonna be something that I'm interested in. And he explains things like really, really well. Yeah, I like when. So I don't. I feel like I don't need to subscribe if that makes sense. Because I guess I see what you mean. Yeah, you know, I, that's understandable. Like, a lot of my subscriptions are people that I'm not sure what they're going to put out next, and I'm curious. Yeah, like, I, I find that the feed gets very clustered when you're subscribed to a lot of people. Because mm -hmm. then it's hard to find, like, good stuff. Even the subscriptions I have, like, the 20 or so that I have, I'm going to pare down, probably. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if I need to be subscribed to Ralph mm -hmm. anymore, because I can just find his content when yeah. I want it. I mean, you want to know what he's up to, I guess, at that point. So. But so, um, you were telling me about, like, you've gotten into, like, YMS and IHE lately, so what was, what drew you in? I don't know. I mean, I like, I like Ralph. Ralph's pretty cool. I mm -hmm. mean, I, like I said, I like his positive reviews. I like when he does his, like, yearly lists. Um, some of his reviews, like, of bad movies are okay, but, like, I'm not really a huge fan of them. Yeah, I'm just not as into that stuff. I would rather hear you talk about what you like. Like, I've heard... 
I've, I've listened. I've watched James Rolfe for like 15 years. Mm-hmm. So uh, the whole here, bad, here's the thing. The whole bad anything vibe has already been done to death to me. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I I was never a, a James Rolfe, a big James Rolfe watcher, but I love Red Letter Media, mm-hmm. and nobody does bad movie reviews as well as Mike Stoklasa does. I've so never watched like, Red Letter Media, so I don't really have it a reference point, unfortunately. The, the Plinket reviews are films unto themselves. Mm-hmm. But that they mastered the art form. There's really nowhere to go but up. Ralph Ralph is the was the best of the three of them, I think. He has great editing skills. He has great natural filmmaking instinct. Um so his like his pinnacle projects like uh like like, you know, like his Batman versus Superman content, mm-hmm. his Suicide Squad content, that stuff that was what I was talking about before that was like at, when he was at his pinnacle, like that's probably at least the second best. Yeah. That's not, it's the best you could do if you're not the red letter media guys. But I feel like that, that it's, it's like trying to do grunge better than Nirvana. You know what I mean? You just, you can't do it. It's not going to happen. It's like trying to do classic pop rock better than the Beatles. It's yeah. not going to happen. So I feel like I would, and if you're not going to be able to do that, I would rather hear you talk about what you're passionate about. That's part of why I love punk rock MBA, Finn McKenty. He's my favorite mm-hmm. media related YouTube channel because he does a lot of music content, but it's always about things that he loves. He talks about. You know, he'll talk about different bands and why they got so big and what you can learn from it. But it's all based on, like, what he likes. Like, you know, he he likes uh, pop punk and metal and metalcore and stuff like that. So that's what he talks about. I would rather watch that than somebody being negative. Being negative is better for the algorithm Mm -hmm. because more people are going to click on it, which is why I imagine that Ralph and those guys still do it. But... I would much rather hear them talk about things that they love. You know, it's kind of hard. It's, it's, and it's, it's, and they're in a tough spot because it's hard to be, it's hard to have a channel called like your movie sucks (laughs) and then be like, be positive about it. Honestly, like his, I've been going back and like watching a few like of his clips from his live streams. Like I enjoy that more than I do his actual movie reviews. Uh huh. And I tried to listen to a little bit of Sardonicast, but it's just like, so like I don't know I just like I like when people review older movies I'm not really into the whole like when they review Marvel movies they review modern Disney movies I'm just like not into that you know yeah what I, mean? I don't think here here's my hot take I like all three of them I don't think the podcast is that good that's your hot take of the day yeah I it's not I find myself skipping around a little bit like I just like to hear them talk about certain things you know what I mean there's some conversations they have that are are I I enjoyed but. If I the best movie podcast in the world, it's it's another thing where the the best movie podcast in the world for new releases is the Weekly Planet. Nobody does it better than them. It it, it can't be done better than them, so don't try. Um, Sardonicast. I feel like where does that name come from? By the way, sardonic. It's a it's a expression. Mean it's a word meaning like kind of sarcastic. Oh, okay, you know it's it, edgy. I guess for yeah. lack of a better word. They don't strike me as the edgy types. Ralph, maybe more so than the Not other really. two. <laughs> Not really at all, but he, he's, to each his own. He he's said and done some controversial shit. Yeah. in his older videos, but I can imagine. Yeah, but like, but I I don't know. It's 
it's it's there there's something that great podcasts have that I don't think they do. It might be the fact that they're in three different places. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's hard to do a show where you're not looking the other person directly mm-hmm. in the eye like we are right yeah. now. That's going to be an interesting like dynamic when we have to do this d- distantly again. Yeah. Because I know we'll have like the same audio because we'll be recording. You'll have your setup and all of my setup. But it's going to be weird because like, you know, it's going to be like, th- I mean, we did that for the first like 20 or 30 episodes, so it's not that much of a big deal, but you know. Yeah, it'll definitely be odd. Be not dynamic. But we'll yeah. See. We'll, uh, you know, this is our life's work, so yeah. we'll, have to, we'll have to deal with it. Yeah. You know, unless the, you decide to stay. <laughs> I might. I, I st- it's, it's Like I said, it's not 100%. I'm weighing a lot of different options right now. You know, you, you could take your equipment that you buy as well, and we could combine our forces and, you know, use that for the better of humanity. We could. You know. You could come with me to Tennessee. That's not happening. Why not? I'm in a committed relationship here in New York. Bring her with you. No, she can't leave. She has to work at the company that she... Why does she you know, have... You know the situation. Why does she have to work at the You know company? the situation. I know the situation. Yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. that can't be. I'm I'm pretty much uh, here in New York indefinitely for the rest of my life. So you can come visit and I'll come visit you. I, that, I would love that. Yeah. It'd Even if beautiful. it's once a year. Yeah. We can you know we can still put I'm thinking of it. honoring my future Nashville roots by tattooing the Vanderbilt logo on my hand. The Vanderbilt logo? Yeah. Like the Vanderbilt family? No, the the Vanderbilt College, the V with oh, the star. Oh, whoa, whoa, the college. Okay. Yeah. Nashville zone. Gotcha. Thinking about it. Yeah. You know. I might move there, I might move to Austin, I might move to Los Angeles. I'd like to live in all three places at least. Well, once, once you make enough life. money, you can have a house in all three places. I can. You can let me stay there when, uh, I can. when I'm driving through Austin, doing my thing. Dude, dude, I, I, I just can't, I can't wait to move to the next chapter, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm at the point in my life where I need to, you know, start, like, obviously I've been looking for jobs lately. Mm-hmm. That's been a tough, uh, I thought I had my, my shot, but uh, obviously that didn't happen. Have you ever thought about moving closer to the city? Um, no, I'm probably going to stay in the area here. I think if I end up moving out in the, in the, you know, recent, in the near future, it'll probably end up living in Middletown somewhere. Okay. Just for the time being. Um, but I I don't think I'm going to leave the area probably too much. Okay. You know, but you know, I can commute to the city. I don't mind. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless there's a job that allows, that commutes us to the city for us. So. Yeah. Who knows? But you know, the job market's really tough right now. I mean, it's definitely, it, it's something I haven't had to experience in a long time because all the jobs I've had, I kind of just fell into, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like my first job, you know, my first like real adult job when I was working at the, th- the movie theater, like my friend got me that job and then, right. ho- and then Jose helped me get the job at Lids, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously now my situation, I was, I was brought into that job as well. I thought about going back to retail. Have I told you that? Oh, fuck no. <laughs> I thought about it as, as a way to, to make do some extra shifts in the morning and pick up some extra cash Just for the move. Dash, honestly. I don't want to do that. Why not? Because I, I don't know. I just... Like, it's, it's a lot of, like, just easy money, to be honest. Because you're just driving around and you make an extra hundred bucks here and there. It's... You know. Okay, I guess. That's just that's what I do to make a little extra money here and there on the weekends. It's it's helpful. You know, it's not actually a horrible idea. I'll, it's I'll, pretty easy. Like I just do it. Like you don't even have to do it every week. Just you know, just got to be able to track your mileage because they don't take the they don't take taxes out. So you got to be like you know real specific with your mileage and everything. Oh well, 
I'm not real specific with my mileage. Well, then you're going to have a problem with your taxes. You're not going to get anything off on your taxes, but... Yeah, DoorDash I won't get fun. a rebate? Well, because they don't take it out immediately from your, your pay. Okay. So you have to kind of assume... Say you make $1,000 in a year, just, you know, you know, you'd have to assume that, okay, I'm going to have to pay back at least a few hundred of that. What if I just don't pay it back? Then the IRS is going to come after you, obviously. <laughs> They're going to... You have to, you have to declare your earnings. There's a there's a paper record of you making money. Okay. For a company. What if I just lie? You you, you don't lie to the IRS. But you, what you, if I do? Then you'll go to jail, which would fit with your personality. But you know. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a dark soul. A loose, you know? I know you're a loose cannon. Loose play cannon. By rules, but you know, it is what it is. Maybe if I buy the Mustang, I'll I'll be you an Uber driver. The V8 Mustang. Oh, the V8 yeah, Mustang. Yeah, so I can get people there and, and vroom, vroom wanna, fast, fast speed. You want to have either, like, a really dirt, dirt bag car, like I do, or you just kind of just have something that you, you're not really, like, going to lose. Not, not lose, but, like, you know, something you can afford to lose, you know what I mean? Kind of just like a beater car. What, for DoorDash? Yeah. Because well, you don't want to waste too much mileage on a car. Nah, I've the, the best or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Drive the Mustang around? Yeah. I could just imagine some guy driving around in his Tesla doing DoorDash. <laughs> gotta I've pay seen this, it. Gotta pay this off. I've seen it. I've seen it happen. Yeah, I mean, I know Jose, he was telling us, because he was the one who got me into it. Mm -hmm. he, he, you know, he makes a living doing it, so. Yeah, I mean. That's the one thing, like, I'm never going to lose my job, but if I ever did lose my job, I wouldn't worry, because I would at least have that temporarily. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. You yeah. know, I... It's it's not a bad idea. I think I'm gonna look into it right yeah, now. Yeah, definitely. It only takes like a I think a few hours to get approved, and then you can pretty much do it. You know, the day, the day or the next day. So good times, good times. Uh, do you want to end off for tonight? We're about an hour and twenty in. Yeah, we can end off. Yeah. So it was, we had we had a pretty long conversation about the 500 greatest songs of all time. So that took up a lot of time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, it was good to come back and uh, get a little show going because I know we haven't done it in a few weeks. It's been just been a lot going on in life. Yeah. The whole job thing is just stressing me out. So it's just been like, you know, that's been on my mind a lot. As soon as I get a job, I think I'll be a little more, you know, stable with my time. You know what I mean? And I know you're on your, uh, your goth phase of your life, so anything goes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely considering getting that tattoo in the future soon. Okay. Because I do want to get that. So maybe one episode. I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how, how I'm going to take the pain. I don't know. Because I'm not you. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be like. But maybe we could do an episode live from doing that. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Especially if it's me. Because then if I'm like crying in pain, then it's it's more funny for the uh, for the aesthetic of the show. <laughs> so I am I am getting a bunch more tattoos coming up soon. So yeah, yeah we're doing my hands. We're doing the rest of this shit. I'm thinking of putting a big Jack White portrait on my leg. <laughs> I would love that. I would love that too. Yeah. A white stripes tattoo would be good too, maybe. Like my whole the whole leg. Yeah. Whole leg Jack White portrait. I dig it. Yeah. Real life or cartoonish? No, real life ish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well we'll talk. We'll see what we can do. We will. Parodies, where can the people find your beautiful face on the internet? Um, they can find my uh, my sexy face on um uh, at Nick Parodies and all social medias, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram. You can find me on um the bat at the bad the underscore bad underscore ideas underscore on Instagram. That's my band with Bryce. You can check that out. Uh, 
clips of the music are up now and the full songs are coming soon so excellent stay tuned and um remember to kids tomorrow celebrate flat fuck friday flat fuck friday yeah coming tomorrow yes or whenever this episode comes out so the next friday that this episode is out remember flat fuck friday definitely gators daily is back <laughs> they made their triumphant return he's out of he's out of uh isolation yeah social isolation uh, you could find our, our beautiful faces at children's programming on instagram at chi programming on twitter uh, if you want to you want to send me a message that's where i hang around on twitter uh, we usually just tweet at Nick Parodies and get one like. You know, give us two likes, three likes would be nice. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, I think that's a good place to stop for the day. Okay. Goodbye, kids. It's been it's been real. Uh, you know, and uh, enjoy life. <laughs>